Good evening, good evening, good morning, good night, depending on where we are. The RFL is universal. This is head coach Roland Woods of the Brooklyn Barons, and I would like to welcome you to episode two of Roland with the Barons. All right. Uh, right now, with it being the all season, I don't really have a set schedule for when I'm going to be recording. So right now, since it's information that I want to get out, uh, news will be more sporadic. Uh, there's no telling when episodes will come. I know today I will be today I'll be going over our defense, things we want to do as far as like defensively, scheme wise, and also our personnel, and also our offensive uh, podcast will be coming soon within the next couple of days. So from there, the offer of season isn't too far away. Things may go to more of a week to week basis. I'll try to dedicate one day, especially if after we start playing games, game reviews, and things like that. But right now, and in the offseason, and in the preseason, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be kind of random with it. And it'll help me get more of a feel, and get more of a base built. Alright, so uh, on our last episode, it was more sort of an introduction to me, uh, Roland Woods. Uh, a, little bit, a little bit about our team, well, more so why I picked the team, and the moves that I made uh, as far as uh, last season as a coach, last season as a GM with free agency and uh, the draft and why I chose to make those moves. Uh, with this episode, we're going to be going more into depth of season six and the things that I see. Uh, still, this is early in the season. This is still early. This is still off season, and really is early. Well, I guess it's late in the off season, but to me, it's still early in the off season. We still have time because uh, there will still be moves made in the future. Still be personnel moves made. Uh, we may talk about a few of those today. Uh, so the season is here, but also we still have time. So that's how I'm looking at it, and we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to say too much. There's things I know as a coach that I can't really express now. But I can just say I can. I see us with a little more time than others to get things together behind the scenes. So we'll see how that goes. All right, so today we'll be talking about uh, the defense. Uh, Me, Roland Woods, I am a defensive-minded coach. I know I say this a lot, but I feel like I say it because nobody believes me. But really, that's kind of my introduction to the coaches that I've met so far. One of the coaches that I have a lot of respect for is uh, Coach Roby, Coach Rod Roby, a.k.a. Mix. Uh, he's the guy I have a lot of respect for. Uh, we spent a lot of time bouncing uh, defensive ideas off each other in the past. We both have uh, a love for the 3-4, really. Uh but we won't mind. We do not mind using other schemes or other other fronts if we have to use those other fronts. But the meat and potatoes is definitely in the 3-4 defense. We're both big fans. All right, and we're both named Rob, so of course, you feel me? There's a little, little bit of a connection there. He's the guy that I've always uh, rocked with. Uh, let's see. Coach, uh, well, I'll say Mark, him being defensive coach. My division is defensive, which is one of the reasons why I picked it. Uh, The coaches who were prominent in this division are prominent in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're coaches that all, both conferences, 
respect. And a lot of it is because of defense. And both teams have stout, stout defenses in it. I like playing against those type of guys. You feel me? And me being, again, a defensive guy, it gets me hype. It gets me hype. So, and then reason number two why I picked the Barons is because when I took over this team, this defense was really in shambles. It was in shambles. And it was in shambles at a point where I could come in and just make the moves that I felt like needed to be made in order to make this defense successful. Like, the only the only two remaining defenders from when I took this team over are Wayman Yates. Well, actually, it's three. It's Wayman Yates. We have uh, TC, Trent Christian. And then we have uh, Jared Jacola. Those are the two. Those are the three people. Took this team over of the twenty, let's say twenty-two plus, giving everybody a backup from the twenty-two plus people who were on this team when I took it over. Those are the only three that remain. That was the kind. That was the luxury that I had with this team. So I've been able to really dive in and build this team, or build this defense the way I really, really wanted to build build this defense. And especially with a lot of the money being invested into the offensive side of the ball, especially with Wink, uh, especially with Winkler and his contract at the time. It's like to be able to go in and really just from the mud build this, like from, from the sticks, from the dirt, really build this defense up. And only being, last year was only being year one and then going into year two, like, Seeing my baby grow, like watching last year, seeing like, okay, what we need, watching us develop, watching guys jump overalls throughout the season. It was just amazing. And it's like, I love that. I love that. And I can't wait to see what happens this year. I can't wait to see what happens this year. So, uh, so some of the guys we brought in last year, for those who weren't here last year, uh, we brought in Hayden Harrell. We brought in Hayden Harrell from the Snowhawks and He's a guy. He's a guy who I think uh, I think he did great for us last year. Though it may not be as he may not have the the plays or the stats to really make it seem like he was a stellar player. But I feel like the Barons didn't give up any deep plays, and there's a reason for that. Like if you can find one, look it up. I don't remember anybody. It might have been that you broke a tackle in the middle of the field and ran up the field. But it's no, you're not throwing it deep on me at all. And you know why? Because Hayden Harold is back there doing what he has to do. And a good corner is the one. A good, a good defensive back is the guy that you don't hear about. If you don't hear about this guy, he's a good guy. Like, you always get the guys who get the picks and the, the make the plays. But... For you to be in a position to get the picks and make the plays, people have to feel like they can throw at you. And when it comes to Hayden, he's just somebody who they feel like they're not going to throw at. But when I go into position breakdowns, we'll get more into that and how we're going to move for this season. So I, I picked up Hayden Harold. I picked up uh, Juan Crosby, a guy who I feel like should have been on Noah's list. I picked him up out of free agency last year. I think he came in and he did well for us. Uh, we had a great draft. We had uh, Cheeseburger come in. We had Yap come in. Uh, I'll definitely go in there talking about them more. Uh, we brought in uh, Harms and free agency. Who else we brought? We had we brought in Ruddy. Ruddy retired, but uh, shout out to Ben Ruddy. 
Uh, RFL, great. Like he's, I feel like he's one of the most underappreciated players in RFL. Like he's always been a stud. When he was on the Gunners, he was a stud. He was another guy who really stood out to me. I always made plays, so he was somebody I definitely had to work with. And he was with us. He did what he had to do, and it hurt us that we had to let that he retired. I won't say that we had to let him go. It hurt us that he retired. All right. Uh, other people I brought in. Uh, we brought in Damian Parks, who uh, uh, front of Marshalls, who are now the Wizards. All right. Uh, Great player, great player, great player. We're definitely talking about him more. So uh, that was a little bit of our foundation, our base. Uh, from that, we had an, we had a great year. Oh, also, I forgot somebody, the most important person. I forgot Kit Morrison. We brought in Kit Morrison from the Lancers last year as well. We felt like uh, in our scheme, he would be crucial. He would be a playmaker, and I feel like he had a stellar year last year. Uh being number one, tied with uh, another Lancer, which is ironic, tied with uh, Case of Fine for for most tackles for loss. So that was great. That was great. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't. I know there were some people who didn't really understand that move, but I guess sometimes you just got to show people. And I felt like his play came out and showed. And uh, this year you were definitely looking to turn those tackles for loss into more sacks. Instead of like, even we don't want to take away what he does in the run game, but we also want to translate that into the pass game. But okay, so we brought in those guys. Uh, the rookie, I don't know if I said Sparks, but the rookie Sparks, we brought him in. I think he's a stellar cornerback. All right. Uh, then we talked about our we talked about our free agent uh, pickups from last year. It's, uh, for this off season, I apologize for this off season. As far as picking up Ethan King, as far as picking up London McNary. All right. So now from there, I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna talk about what we want to do defensively, and then I'll talk about the guys that we have to do it. So, as I've been saying, we're going to go multiple. We're going to go versatile. It's just a matter of how we're going to do this. How much we're. I know it's it's about how much four three we want to implement this season. That's where I'll put it. It's about. I feel like we have a great four three personnel. All right, but if I'm not gonna. I'm not going to put us in a situation where it jeopardizes what we already have. Like, I know the chemistry we have as a 3-4, and we've been working on other uh, fronts as well, and I see what we can provide with those fronts. But 4-3 is something that I feel like could really help us as far as just having a different way to attack different offenses in this league. And I feel like we have uh, we have the people to do it. We have the people to do it. All right. Um. I'm just talking about the people. Uh, first, we have Wayman Yates. We're gonna start with our defensive. We're gonna start on the line. I, I I really love my line. I really 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 love my. I really really love my line. They may not have the overalls. They might not come out and be 90s and 100s or whatever. But yeah, I said 100. Mix. I said 100. They might not be 90s and 100s, but I don't care. I love my line and the way they play. They they you don't wanna. They play. They're dominant players, and just to be able to watch them continue to grow and continue to get better, and watch them play above their overall is going to be great for the seasons to come. So we're going to start with Wayman Yates. Wayman Yates. Uh, he's a guy. He made on Noah's list. He was number ninety-five on Noah's top one hundred. We have him at uh, defensive end. Uh, we have him started at left end right now. All right. Uh, the reason why we have Wayman Yates started at left end is because in our three-four base, we feel like he is the guy who can provide all. Of, he's our best all-around defensive lineman. Like, I feel like 
at least on the end, I feel like he's our best all around. Like, he gives us the pass presence we need. He gives us the run presence we need. So, because of that, I can put him on the left because I know a lot of times with the tight end being over on the left side, my linebacker over there is not going to be able to rush as much as they have to cover. So, like, I mean, there will be times where we switch it back and forth, definitely. You got to keep it mixed. But just coming out base standard, we know that we got to have a guy over on that left side that will keep things balanced. If we need him to rush, he can rush. If we need him to uh, uh, block shade, he can block shade. If we need him on one guy, if we need him two guy, he can still continue to make the plays. And Wayman Yates is that guy for us. He's I, I love Wayman Gates, and I love what he brings to the table, and I love how he coach. I love what he brings as far as motivating and molding up our young guys, because he definitely gives me a he definitely gives me a great base for how I can see other guys, how I can see players we're talking about like yapping cheese, and how I can grow them by watching uh, Wayman play. And he was a guy that later in the season, as we started to think more about growth of our young guys that we kind of altered around to kind of not I don't want to say take away his plays but let his plays translate into our other guys to help them build up their stats there was a there was a time when uh cheese was leading in tackle for loss but we switched it around to try to get cheese more sacks in order to do that we have to we had to kind of move Yates around but Yates is just one of those guys that I can put him anywhere in the line like you'll see him on the left you'll see him on the right you'll see him at the tackle like you're going to see Yates everywhere on the line and he'll always be a threat everywhere he is so that's one thing I really love about Yates all right and then Following behind him, we have Devon Hodges. Devon Hodges is a, a great depth guy. I feel like he brings us the size and the size, his height and weight. I feel like mixed with his speed and his athletic ability and things like that, he gives us the ability that I can have him relieve everyone on the line. Like he's a guy, and he can still come out and make plays. So that's always good for us. I'm not expecting him to come out and be dominant, but he's a guy that I know that I can come out and I'm going to get consistent effort. I'm going to get consistent work, and he'll get back there and make plays. And that's whether we go 3-4, whether we go 4-3, whatever. Like, I know he's going to go out there and, and do what he has to do. And even if we run a little 5-2, he's one of the guys that when I run 5-2, he's, he's big, he's bulky, he's a guy I can put on the inside, and I know that can help with the run, but he's not going to be a pass liability as a backup. So that's something I really like about uh, Hodges, and I can't wait to see him more this season. I can't wait to see him more this season. All right, and then uh, coming in next, we have our rookie. We have Sam Anthony. Now, Sam Anthony was drafted as a linebacker. Sam Anthony was drafted as a linebacker, and he's a guy that we have moved from like outside linebacker, we moved in the middle linebacker, and now we have him at the in position for now. I do expect us when preseason starts for us to switch him back to linebacker just to give him a little bit more reps everywhere else, just to get a final answer because he may get one thing we've noticed is like you may get a up. You may get an overall upgrade at a position when you switch position, but that doesn't mean your play is going to get an upgrade too. So we're definitely we're definitely checking. Like he did get an overall upgrade when we switched his position, but play is everything. Play is everything. So we'll see. We're gonna move him back and see the consistency. And then also we have to see him on our scheme. One thing I have to remember when you first come, when we first as coaches come into the file, the game plan is already done. So we're kind of just practicing on what. Madden felt like would be, and you know, when Madden starts thinking how that can go, so <clears throat> it is what it is. But we'll continue to work what we've seen him do and what we've been 
working with we like. And especially being a rookie, somebody that we feel like we can grow. Uh, hopefully, he'll make the active roster, but at the least, he'll be a practice squad guy. At the least, because he's somebody we definitely can move. <clears throat> All right. Excuse me. Now, as we move back, as we move to the other side of the line, we move the right in. I we start with my guy, my guy TVR, my guy Yap. I call him Yap, but uh, Tristan Van Ree, TVR, like one of my first draft picks ever as an RFL coach, and still an active guy. I, I love TVR. TVR is a great kid, and I just, as a person, as a player, he brings the same effort, and I like it. Like, the same way he's shooting in life, like, he just told me, like, he graduated from university. Like, the same way he is in life, like, it's the same way he is on the field. So that's great. I, I like Yap. And Yap is somebody that I can, I can stand him up. I can I can have him at the outside linebacker. I can have him rush. I can drop him in the coverage a little bit. One of the reasons why I play him at right end is because if I do want to blitz and I do want to drop an end back in the coverage, Yap is a guy who can man you up, and, get, and Yap is a guy who can zone you up. It's low-key. You may not expect it because like, he's big. He's a big guy. 6'4", what, 290? Like, he's a big guy. He's not the guy that you expect to drop back. But I'm going to get Yap a pick. That's one goal I want for Yap. We're going to get Yap a pick. He's going to get an interception. And I hope he takes it to the house. We're going to get him a pick. Do not sleep on my guy. Do not sleep on my guy, Tristan Van Reed. He's one of my favorite players on the team. I love his versatility. I love that. It's, you're going to see him on the outside at end. You're going to see him standing up. You're going to see him at D tackle. Like you're going to see him everywhere on the line. You're going to see him in coverage. You're going to see him blitzing. Like you're going to see him everywhere. And that's one of my favorite things about him is that I can consistently play him everywhere, everywhere. That's one of the things that I like about him, or I love about him. I love about him. All right, so expect to see Big 99, must-see TV. Expect to see Big 99 everywhere, all right? Expect to see Big 99 everywhere. We want to we capitalize. He had a great season for us last year picking up double-digit sacks. And I think his, it, was, it was so much going on as far as so many new additions and so many different stories as far as guys doing this and guys doing that that I felt like Gap kind of got lost in the shuffle as far as the performance that he had last year. But Yap is a great, great, great player for us, and I can't wait to continue to watch him grow and to watch him build. Okay? And then in that mode, in that mode, you feel me, we come up to our next guy. We have uh, Donnell Butler, who we selected in this year's draft. And to me, he's baby Yap. He, he's baby Yap. They got baby Gap. We got baby Yap. Like, we could put him... We can stand him up. We can put him at tackle. We can put him at end. He brings a lot of the same energy as Yap. So, and then to have to have Yap for him to learn from, it's going to be great. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be a great depth player uh, for the Barons, and hopefully, like uh, a guy that we can keep for years, not just a one and done guy. Not just uh, I feel like he's someone that we can grow, someone that we can mold, and someone who will be a Baron and. If you're a Barons fan, he'll be a notable Baron to you. Shout out to Eddie Bullock. Shout out to Eddie Bullock. I feel like if he, if you're a true Barons fan, as you watch uh, Butler, as you watch DB play, you'll see that he'll become a fan favorite. He'll become a fan favorite. I like I like what he brings to the table. Uh, we have him at end. Uh, we drafted him. We drafted him at end. We moved him to linebacker. Uh, we we're moving him back to end. Uh, we like him there. He he's great. He's 
great. He brings a lot of energy. He brings it. He brings. He brings a lot of pressure. He's one of the guys on the film. Uh, as you know, it's uh, week one. RFL rules. We can. We can. We can play these. We're not play these games. We can practice with these games and just. In the times from when I see the reserves, he jumps off the screen enough that I I've tried him with the starters. I've moved them around. I've tried like in different in different playbooks, different roles. Like he's a guy that I feel like will be a guy. He's a guy who I feel like will definitely be a guy for us. So that's great. That's great. That's great. And I can't wait to see it on the field. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it live in live action. You know how that goes. All right. All right, so as we move to the interior of the line, uh, first and foremost, first and foremost, we got our guy Big Cheese, Mar Rivers, Big Cheeseburger. All right, the Golden Corral man himself. All right, and also, also number seventy-eight on Noah's list, coming in as a rookie, first-year dominance, as he would say, the best defensive tackle in the league. And I, I'm we going we on it we on it we making it known we making we gonna keep pushing we gonna keep pushing. Cheese is a guy. He is the foundation. I've been telling people this from the beginning. Cheeseburger is the foundation of our defense. Without Cheeseburger, our defense is nothing. Whether he's at the right now, we have him at we had him at nose last year. He dominated as a nose, and with us shifting more to the four three, uh, it's been more. It's been more. I don't know why Madden does what Madden does, but when we when we place guys in the spot, we feel like they are best in. Guys dominate, and when we put Cheese in the place we think he should be, if we run four three or another or five two or things like that, like Cheese has dominated in in our sessions, and I can't wait to see how he transitions going from last year into this year. Like I can't, I can't wait to see it. Cheeseburger, he's, 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 cheeseburger is great, man. Cheeseburger, he was, he was my first draft pick, my first overall. I knew from the beginning, like he was the only person. Like if I wouldn't have been able to get him, I would have been mad. And when I saw, uh, it was another guy who went off before him for another team. And once that guy went, I was like, I'm gonna get my guy. And cheese is our guy. Cheese I got. Put a crown on the BM Burger, Cheeseburger, Marl Rivers. Watch out. We're going to get him back to the Pro Bowl. Get him back to the Pro Bowl. Like, or get him to the Pro Bowl. Bestie. Actually, no, we're skipping the Pro Bowl, but you're going to know you should have been there because we're going to the Relo. But you know what I'm saying. Cheeseburger, Marl Rivers. Watch out. All right. Then we come in with, uh, we come in next with Maxi, uh, Haggerty. I like Maxi. Maxi was a guy we moved from in to tackle just because we knew we wanted to implement more four three into our schemes. That was our that was our plan from the offseason. And I wanted to do it before the move counted as a move for this season. You know what I'm saying? So that way if we do decide to change him back, actually we probably won't. Because he did get the overall upgrade being here, so it's probably a better position for him, and we'll just mold him and see how it goes. I just don't want to waste his potential if we go strictly four. I mean, strictly three four. You know what I'm saying with him being at DT. So 
Of course, he'll play all over the line, but I think it's best for us to know, like, when we're coming in. If we go 4-3, we have a solid tackle. We have a solid DT next to Cheeseburger. If, if Cheeseburger's Whopper, Maxie's definitely Whopper Jr. Sitting next to uh, sitting next to Cheese, so that's a good one-two punch up the middle. So I definitely like what Maxie brings to the table. He's also young. He's also young. He's still on his rookie contract. I know he'll be going. I, I don't know if this is contract year or if this is next year. That's his contract year. But we definitely want to get more out of him just, just having him on the Because there's a lot of potential. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of potential in what Maxie brings for us. So we're definitely uh, we're definitely looking in to see how he uh, works for us in the preseason. And definitely getting some looks at him uh, all over the line. Uh, after that, we have uh, Blair uh, Fugger. We got Fugger from uh, Fugger Fugger. We got Fugger from uh, the Lancers practice squad last year. Uh, and he is a guy that I feel like also could be molded. I like guys who could play along the line. Like, if you're going to run multiple, your defensive tackles have to be able to end too, just like your ends have to be able to linebacker too. Or, like, you just have to be able to move your guys around the line and know that they can play in multiple spots. And I knew uh fucker fucker he could come in and he could he could get it done for us he could get it done for us at multiple positions uh there are things that we would like to build with him he is he is a guy that we would like to build uh but we also are confident in what he brings to us even if it's just as rotation all right and then with fucker we also got uh cory tompkins cory tompkins is a guy that when we were going base three four last year he was the guy who was the backup cheese just in case everything happened he brings a lot of he he eats up a lot of space, but he brings a little bit more speed than you would expect, a little bit more athletic ability. So he's a guy that we really like when we go through four. It's just a matter of seeing how he how he'll be able to move if we go to other uh fronts. But he's a guy that we really like. He's a guy that we really, really, really like. So uh we brought him back. I think we had him on the one year and then we brought him back for the two year this year. So we'll definitely we'll see how that goes. There's, um, there's a lot of competition in camp. And it's a lot of kind. Of, even if it's not for starting roles, there's a lot of competitions and camps for roster spots because just the way I'm aiming to build this team is that anybody can play and any anybody can go anywhere. Like I don't, I don't want you to be able to look at my roster and know what I'm going to do. That's been my biggest thing about this whole. About the experience. I feel like it's too many. One, it's so many different ways to go about how to get an edge as a coach. And I feel like the way that for my team that works the best is not limiting ourselves to one thing that we can do. Like you may know what we're going to do, but you may not know how we're going to do it. Like running out of or blitzing out of a 3-4 and blitzing out of a 4-3 is still blitzing. It's just... Do you have the people in place to handle if we blitz this way? And it'll be the same. It'll be the same way on offense. We'll, we'll talk about it in the next episode. But that's been our biggest thing. And with Corey Thompson, we feel like, or Tompkins, I'm sorry. I, I feel like, or we feel like, we know what he can bring to us in 3-4. It's just managing him in the 4-3. And we'll keep tabs on that. And we'll, we'll keep you posted. We'll definitely keep you posted. Keep our fans informed. All right. So now we move. We we'll move to the middle. All right, we're gonna to move to uh, our linebacker, and uh, linebacker first and foremost is an area that we are definitely, definitely, definitely pursuing when we go into our free agency. Uh, even though we did draft, quote unquote, two linebackers in the draft with Anthony and Butler, 
uh, or possible linebackers for Anthony and Butler. If we will still be looking into uh, linebackers in free agency. And also, we've been in talks with uh, different teams throughout the offseason as far as trades. Uh, for linebackers, I'm a big fan of veteran linebackers. So I have I have a trade in mind with for a veteran linebacker, but then I also have a trade in mind for a guy Who's more? He's a younger guy, but he's a project guy. We would have to switch him from his position to linebacker, but we definitely feel like he's also a guy who can who can uh, who can help us as well. And with how we want to move as far as versatility, we can never have too many linebackers. But right now, we definitely do not have enough. Like we do not have enough. So look for us to uh, trade for some linebackers. You'll probably see you'll see assigned linebackers. Like we, I expect, I only expect to acquire acquire one starter i only expect to acquire one starter but i'm not gonna pick one guy who's nice and say that's the starter like i'm gonna go at it thinking that any one of the guys that i could pick could be the starter but only one of these guys who i'm expecting to bring in is going to be expected to be the starter so again there's a lot of competition in camp there's going to be a lot of competition in camp and uh, we still have more time to see. Oh, we st- well, we still need more time. And luckily for us, the way, the way things are set up, we do have more time with our guys to really evaluate how we want to move and who will be the best fit for what we do. All right. So with that being said, we're going to the guys who we do have on the roster. All right, first we have, we're going to start at left outside linebacker and returning back uh, at the moment is uh, Damian Parks. Damian Parks is a guy we picked up from uh, the Marshals, who are now the Wizards, last year. Uh, he's a guy that I was a big fan of and somebody that I really, really wanted. He was one of my very, very first uh, free agency pickups. And I was really surprised that I didn't have much competition for him, but everybody doesn't watch it's like everybody doesn't listen to music the same. Everybody doesn't listen to. Everybody doesn't watch football the same. And just, I love defense, so I just watched how he dominated. Like amongst the guys that he dominated with, like with the 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 Levi Max and with the the Blacksons and and with the Scipios. Like just seeing him amongst the guys he was amongst and still making the plays. Like I had to have him. Like and I feel like he still does that for us. Like, he's still an underrated guy, but he continues to make great plays for us. He may not get the the accolades, but I feel like that's not the type of player he is. He, he just goes in, he works hard, and he gets it done. And he's a guy that I'm glad that we're bringing back, even though there was a little bit of step back as far as regression. I feel like where he was hit doesn't really hurt us how we're going to use him too much. Not too much. I really feel like, like he'll still probably have the same effect. Uh, I really like, I really, I just really like what he continues to bring to the table. I like that I can play him at all the linebacker spots and I can play him at those spots in all the schemes. So you never know if I want to have him as a, I can have him as a three, four left outside linebacker, which is how, I'm, how quote unquote, I'm coming into the review. He's a three, four outside linebacker, but I can also move him to the middle and he would have the same dominance as a middle linebacker. I can move him to the right, make him my primary pass rusher. Like so, or I could have him coming from the middle on the blitz with his pass rushing abilities. It's like it's just so many different ways that I can attack with just him. 
There's so many different ways that I can attack with just him. Uh, the thing we'll have to do now is get the death behind him, uh, whether it be on a rotational basis or whether he'll get the brunt of the carries and it's just more so on the let me catch my breath. Like, you know how that goes. All right. And then also we switch it over to the other side. We have Kit Morrison, who I expect more of the same from, a, a younger Younger guy, uh, star player with that we're looking to get to superstar, looking to get some abilities for because we feel like he could definitely dominate. He's, I feel like he's already been dominant. I feel like he should have got superstar last year, but all it does is increase the grind and make you want to work even harder. So this year we'll be working to just continue to grow, continue to give him the abilities. Uh, I feel like he's a stud on our team. He's a stud in this league. And number 75 on those lists. <clears throat> so he definitely... He, he definitely put in work, and especially for a team where nobody expected my defense to do anything, to have all the guys who made the top 100 list be on defense, it's great. It's great, and it just shows the growth that can continue to happen, especially for a guy like uh, Kit Morrison, especially for a guy like Kit Morrison. All right, so from there, we're going to move to uh, JC. We're going to move the middle linebacker and talk about Juan Crosby. All right, uh... Juan Crosby was a guy that we picked up in free agency uh, to compete. We picked him up to compete, and he won out. He wasn't even the highest overall player, but he won out, and he won out enough that I personally took him under my wing. And that being, I as my as a coach, he was my Patreon player. Like I worked to build him because I just loved, I loved what he brought to the table. El Capo, like you don't, you don't. Juan Crosby is a great, is a great, outstanding, very highly underrated player in this league. <clears throat> I know he's only been here one year, and we got to get past the, the one and done, or it was just a, uh, was it beginner's luck or however they call that. I feel like he should have been on his list high on it at that, but Juan Crosby is just a. Uh, a outstanding linebacker, a great field general, the guy you want leading. Your, uh the guy you want leading your uh your front seven. It's like he excels he excels in the four three as far as his coverage ability, his uh his play recognition, like he excels as far as reading and reacting. And the only like the thing that makes him even better is if you put him in the position, like if I line him up behind cheese when we're in that three four and all he ha he doesn't have to worry about shadow no block. It's just get the ball, get the ball, get the ball. Like, Juan Crosby is a guy that we really, really, really like. And I can't wait to see how uh, the effects of what we've done, how we worked with him last year as far as building his, uh, the physical abilities that we could build as far as agility and which would turn out to be change of direction and how that affects him this year and the type of player that it makes him because he was crucial us on third down. It was a lot of crucial, crucial third down stops that were because of uh, Juan Crosby, that boy did JC, and that's why uh, I can't wait to see the growth. I feel like he should have been on Noah's list. He's a guy we're we're working. We're, we're going to work to keep him. We're definitely working to keep him. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I think it's going in the next season. We will have to resign him, so we'll see how that goes. But we're already in the mindset this year that he's a guy that we want to keep. So we're already thinking about how we spend money this year in order to keep the guys we want in the future. Because we do have a couple of big guys that we do have to sign. One being Kit Morrison. Kit Morrison is somebody we'll definitely be working with or talking uh, contracts with as, as soon as possible because he's a guy that we want to build. We want to work around. 
So that's the only plus with Kit right now that he didn't get the superstar is that we might be able to save a little bit of money before we build him up. But Kit is Kit these contract years, these contract peoples and saving his money, building his defense and we need Kit, but more importantly, we need we need Juan Crosby. He's a guy that we love. And then behind him, we have Sylvester Duvall. He was one of those guys, I'll be honest, he was like a Madden practice squad guy who just happened to be on the practice squad, like, just to fill in. After I picked the guys that I wanted, he was just one of the fill-in guys. And it's just like, we've had him. We looked, at his, we, we looked him over, and he wasn't a bad guy. And it's like, from the death of... Middle linebackers that we lost, and just to still be able to have him on contract, it was good. But then even moving into, like, we went to free agency, didn't really make a move. Went to the draft, didn't really make a move. There were guys that we did want, but just at the price or whether they got drafted a little bit ahead, like, we just couldn't make those moves. But Sylvester Duvall has been a guy who's in the camps, in the, in the film sessions, in the practices, has really... He's held up. He's held up well. I don't even want to say held up because I feel like that's a disrespect. Like, he's played well. He's played well enough that it's not just a matter of I need to find a guy. It's more so a matter of there will be competition. Like, there is competition. Like, if I had to go into the season with Duvall as my uh, second middle linebacker or backup middle linebacker, I would not be mad. Like, he's he's done all right. He's done all right. I will play around the fact of knowing that there are things about him that must grow. But with him being a younger guy, we can build those things. And his play has made me want to at least take a look into investing those things. So I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that at all. Uh, But I will not. We will be looking for more competition in the linebacker, more depth. Because linebacker review, the four of those guys, linebacker review is over. And we cannot go into the, the season or four linebackers at all. So definitely be out on the lookout. Stay tuned in the waiver wire or stay tuned in the RFL news. Also, uh, stay tuned on the Twitters. Uh, we'll definitely be, I will definitely be posting more on Twitter now that we're getting more into the season. I can start uh, getting more photos from the, the game footage. It's been hard to get photos, especially of the new guys. And now that things are getting closer to the season and i feel like things will be it'll be okay for me to get certain pictures and do certain things so definitely we will start seeing more of that so definitely stay tuned uh to the news to the twitter to the podcast to the instagram uh for things that are becoming as far as uh off-season moves and transactions definitely coming up soon all right now as we move from uh the linebacker core we'll move to the defensive backs all right the defensive backs was I'll probably say I feel like it's another just I I really love my D line, but I really, really like the moves that we've made uh with our defensive uh backfield over the last I guess two off seasons, we'll say, since I've taken over the team and I really like the strength of our D B room right now. It may be a little underrated, but that's what I like. Like I know I know where everybody's eyes are gonna be. So that's cool, and then I know where the guys who know me are going to look. So, like, we'll see. We'll see. You'll learn a lot from how people play me about what I think about my DB room. But first, we'll start with our corners. All right, we're going to start with uh, returning 
on uh, Return as our bookends right now. We have Sparks. Sparks are undisputed number one. Uh, I think he had a fantastic rookie season. I think he had a fantastic rookie season. Uh, I think a very underrated rookie season just because of the fact that he's not an uh, interception guy. Like, no, don't get me wrong. He'll get picks. But he's not going to be one of those guys, those those flashy guys. Just, he might not get eight picks in the season. He might only get one or two. One of, Most of that's going to be because, like, you're not going to throw it over there. Like, if you, it's like you want to get picked. If you throw it over there, it's like you want to get picked. That's how I see it because most of the time, he's strapped. Like, Damari is straps out, strap straps, like, straps. Like, I really like the way my guy plays. I feel like he's only going to get better uh, as he grows in the RFL going into season two. Like, last year we were going through the, you know, you got to go through the, the rookie the rookie woes or the rookie bumps or, you know what they say, like, when rookies first get there, I think he had a wonderful rookie season. I can't wait to see how he how he grows from that going into this season. I feel like he's a I feel like he's a solid number one corner in this league and it may take a little bit of time for guys to realize the type of guy that he is. One because even though quote unquote like as far as our market, we don't have the biggest market because the teams with the notoriety are the teams with the notoriety. We'll get our we'll get our we'll get our shine when we play when we play the big teams. Like when we play guys like the Explorers and the Thunderbirds, that's when we'll get our flowers. Like if we do well against those teams, uh, I don't think we've grown up the the marquee or the pedigree of these other successful teams to have that same kind of acknowledgement for the play that we get and. As far as when it comes to Damari, I think he's going to be one of those guys that you won't, you'll notice him more so not by how he plays, but by how the receiver against him plays. Like, you'll notice Damari because you won't notice, quote unquote, let's say CJ Robinson. Like, no disrespect, Bill, but you know that's what I'm thinking every time we play on. So, the more you don't see CJ Robinson, it's the more you're going to see Damari Sparks. He's one of those kind of guys, and that's what I love about him. And then on the other side, we got Harms coming back. My man, uh, my man Harmon, Harmon Richardson. <clears throat> I really liked him. I felt like he didn't get as much. I feel like he got picked on, but I feel like he got picked on more so because of how Sparks played. And I think for him being the guy who got picked on, he played exceptionally well. And I think that he'll play even better going into this season because I feel like I feel like one is more competition behind him. <clears throat> I feel like it's more competition behind him that would make him play better. Like, with us having the other guys we're talking about with Maneri and Dada, but, like, just starting with uh, starting with Harms, I think with with other people behind him, it'll make him play a little, a little tougher. And I think that with us moving to the next Madden, he'll play a lot more how I thought he would play last season. Like, I don't think he played bad at all. But I, the way, the expectation of what I thought he would play didn't really live up to that. But I'm not mad of, I'm not mad at the at the performance that we got from him. And I understand. All right. And as that, we'll move into our next guy. Uh, last year we had, uh, we traded. We tra- last year we drafted Antonio Corrigan. All right. We traded him to the Lancers for a third. All right. And then we used that third in order to acquire uh, another player which is uh, Dada. So things really, it, things worked out well as far as that. But 
What that I what that I bring to the table for us is youth and somebody that we can grow and mold. Like, but we also know that if he has to come in, like he can play. Like there'll be there's competition. Uh, there's a competition now between Harms, between Dada, and also between London McNary for that outside corner spot. <clears throat> The only reason why I really don't want to keep, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. The only reason why I don't really want to keep uh, McNary in that competition is because I want to keep him strictly in the slot. And I don't like how the depth chart is set up and how things slide and how, like, I don't want to have the formation of my, my, my corners every game. That's going for every formation. That's going to be annoying. So I try to keep guys. In one spot, so I know what I'm going to get from them. I kind of I play my I play my corners by spots, and what I expect, or how I expect them to play, like what I expect them to be up against. And on the playmaker side, I'm gonna keep the competition. I want to keep the competition between Dada and Harms, but if McNary plays well, then McNary plays well. Uh, we would prefer to keep McNary in the slot. That's why we brought him in. Uh, he is our best. <coughs> I want to say he's our best man corner. As far as, like, uh, overall attribute-wise, he's our best man corner. So, we definitely... And he has our best change of direction as a corner, too. So, definitely keeping him in the slot, being able... We want to eliminate those quick, those quick short passes in the slot have become very, very deadly. That's what I realized on the last Madden. And going into this Madden, especially with more spread... With more spread uh, offenses... It really limits the amount of people you put over the middle because you have so many people on people. It's more man, like, and the risk you play playing zone against those spread defenses, unless you have like just a outstanding zone coverage, like <clears throat> you can get dink and dunked all day for real. So we had to get a man corner. We felt like that was crucial. We got one in McNary. We wanted to keep him on the slot, man the people up in the slot. Uh, we're always we're gonna keep Damari on the number one. Uh, whoever your best guy is, bring him over here. We want all that smoke. And then it's going to be either Dada or it's going to be uh, Harms. They'll be battling it out. Right now it's Harms uh, to see who will be our playmaker wide receiver, our playmaker cornerback. Uh, uh, I call it a playmaker because that's the side that the quarterback can see. So usually when quarterbacks make they read or make their read when they look over to the, the side that's not their stronger side, they kinda shy away from it faster because it's like it's like looking at your blind side. Like you don't have to keep looking back over your shoulder. So once they kinda see that read is out of the way, then boom. They kinda like leave it alone. So with us having our best corner over there on that guy, on the other side we have the guy that we want to make sure is in is a guy who will make plays, a guy who will be aggressive because that's where the quarterback is going to be banking on. That's his emergency side and also the side he's going to feel more comfortable on because all his strength is usually on that side. Like if he's right, most quarterbacks being right-handed, just being comfortable looking on the right side. So you want a guy over there who's going to make the play, who's going to jump the ball, who's going to make the quarterback feel uncomfortable over there. You want to shut down the blind side, make him feel like there's no hope. So then when he comes over to the main side, you want to have the guy over here who you feel like can make the play and can compete with anybody. So Dada and Harms are both guys that I see as playmakers, but they're also both guys that I see as guys who can get a little, uh, I don't want to say get a little lazy, but can also like not 
they can they can lose. Like they they can lose too. Like you always expect your guys to win, but you also have to remember that these guys are these guys can't lose. Receivers get paid too. So you want to make sure you have the best guy over there for the situation so there'll be a lot of competition, especially going into uh, the later weeks of the preseason. All right, and then lastly, we drafted uh, the rookie, Vernon Atkinson, and uh, he also comes with uh, development, hidden development that we'll talk about. We'll talk about it more, I guess, when we unveil it. You know, I already know what it is. We'll talk about it more when we unveil it. Uh, but for right now, it's hidden dev, a uh, younger guy, a guy I feel like we can mold. Uh, I've been thinking about taking a cornerback under my wing. Uh, originally, it was going to be uh, Sean Dada, but with uh, Atkinson and just from what we've seen, uh, him play him on film through the few sessions that we've seen him in, he hasn't looked too bad, and it's just a matter of do we want to make this investment in him or do we want to kind of just let him sit and let him grow. So we'll see how that goes, but he'll, he's definitely so he's definitely going to get playing time. He's definitely someone who will get playing time, even though it will be depth. Uh, but definitely in the preseason, we'll be looking at him and see what he can do. You, you'll see a lot of young guys during the preseason where we want to see what they can do. All right. Uh, next, you move to next. We're going to move to our safety core. All right. Uh, we're going to start with free safety. We're going to start with free safety and bring it back to my guy. Bring it back to my guy Hayden Harrell. Hayden, as I call him, my man Hayden Harrell, who we picked up from the Snowhawks last year for a second round pick and we uh, swap force, but. The biggest thing was I needed a guy who I knew I could put over the top and nobody was going to do that. Like Knowing that I wasn't going to have the best pass rush because I had younger guys, but we're building that. And knowing that I wasn't going to have the best corners because they were younger guys, but we were building that. Like If you want to have any kind of security in your team, you want to at least know that you're not going to get beat deep. Because once you can just get beat deep, it's just it's over. It's over. It's over for you. Confidence for the team is just, it's done. It's like, there's no way we can stop them because at any time we always have to play back and make sure that nobody beats us deep. But we had Hayden Harrell back there. And with his with his position switch last year from strong safety to free safety, it uh, affected his abilities. And I really felt like his free safety abilities were better for his attributes and the type of player that he was anyway. So with that, we're, we're leaving him at free safety again. Uh, we're keeping him back there. I think he's going to be, once again, the best deep safety in the league. He might not get the kind of hype. It's like Ash, because he doesn't make the big hitter plays and all those kind of things. But I feel like this year, this year will be more in his element. I think you'll see a lot more interceptions coming from him this year. Uh, just from the just from the fact that you have to go somewhere. And before, it was so much easier for him not to get tested because it was so much easier to test the people underneath. So I think there'll be a little. I think it'll be a little bit more balanced in the way that the teams that we play attack us, and because of that, it'll be a little bit more balanced in the guys who make plays for our teams. Uh, yeah, for our team. So I expect to see a lot more coming from Hayden Harold. Uh, I think we're gonna have one of the meanest cover ones in the league. I've been screaming. I've been screaming. Out. Stingray is what I call it. That's cover one, but to me, I've been screaming it. I've been screaming it behind the scenes. Uh, but as soon as I knew I could make it a possibility, I just been kind of keeping it low. But I feel like our cover one is gonna be 
one that you really have to look out for, especially with the way that we like to blitz. And I feel like if you can have anybody at the top of the key, as you can say, you want Heyday up there. You want Heyday. I feel like he can run, he can attack the entire field, like ball hawk, zone hawk, tip drill, pick artist, like throw it. Like that's my throw it. We want you to. That's how I'm looking at it. All right, and then we come in behind him. We have uh, Jared Jacola. All right, Jared Jacola was a guy that we've been building. He was somebody who was a rookie or going coming out. Yeah, he was a rookie coming out of his first year when we first acquired the team. So uh, it was just a matter of taking a year to see what we can do with him, how we could build him. Uh, he's a guy that we like. We like his measurables. We like his his uh, speed, his agility. We we like. It's very rare that you can find tall guys. Him being 6'4", who also have uh, great leaving ability. So he's somebody who we, we're really, really, really fond of. Like, we, there are ways that we can work with him. So we'll definitely like to see how he grows. We have him behind uh, Hayden Harrell because uh, he has the tackling skills, but he doesn't have the power of some of maybe our other safeties. He's not somebody I want to keep in the box as much. I feel like he makes more plays when he's roaming. Uh, he's up top, like, you don't really want to go duck it. It's easier. I, he's good for contested catches on deep balls uh, with his height, with his jump, uh, with his speed. He can stay with most guys. Uh, so, and he has he can play the field. It's just a matter of, with, especially with him learning about how someone like Hayden, it's just a matter of him uh, continue to build, continue to grow, and being somebody that we can uh, continue to use. So, we definitely like him. Uh, behind, uh, Behind him, we have Carlos Wright, who we just drafted. Uh, we're going to swap him back and forth between free safety and strong safety. Somebody who's also been uh, competing. Hold on, excuse me. <coughs> now I've been talking 53 minutes. All right, hold on, let me drink some water. All right, sorry about that. Time kind of flies when you... I didn't realize how fast it was going. All right. So, uh, Carlos Wright is the guy that we drafted. We've been playing him all over the field. He kind of snuck in. We were testing other guys and also testing our auto subs with the game. Uh, making sure guy, rotation is key. You always want to have the freshest guy you can have, especially for those key situations. You want him to be late in the game, uh, third in the crucial play, and your best guys retire. So, you also want to you also want to make sure you always want to make sure you're rotating guys in and he uh, kind of snuck in on us and made a play like some some guy snuck in and uh, got this interception for us and we're like oh who is this guy and like, oh that's the new guy so uh, like okay cool cool we made a note uh, kept him where he was did a little bit more of what we were doing and uh, he made another play we're like okay this guy's really trying to stand out we thought it might have just been uh, that day you know. Coaches understand some days you can run the same thing like four or five times in a row and just get four or five different results. But it's like, okay, hey, uh, ran a couple more times. He just continued to stand out. We started to notice his deflections, notice his picks, uh, notice how when he did get turnovers, uh, just the way he moved with the ball, things like that. Uh, young guys definitely uh, try harder to make their name. Uh, make a play. They want to show the coaches, and he's done a great job of showing us that he wants to be a part of his team, and he's somebody that uh, we thought would be a practice squad guy, kind of a depth guy uh, that we could mold, but he's showing us right now, like, nah, coach, I'm, I need to be, 
I need reps. I need reps. And with how much we use safeties here in the in my scheme, how much we use safeties, uh, he's definitely somebody who's going to get some playing time. And uh, we like it. We like it. All right. And then uh, following uh, <clears throat> following Carlos White, right, we have uh, Alonzo Barry. Alonzo Barry is also another guy who is kind of just like one of the Madden practice squad guys and filling up the space. I already had my guys set, but then as we got towards the end of the season and we just saw how things were lining up, he was the guy that we was like, okay, we're going to transition him. We liked some of the things that uh, he brought to the table. All right, we saw his attributes and like, okay, let's see what he can do. Maybe we can mold him. We'll see. And uh, we saw him on the field, and uh, he did he did very, very well. He's a guy right now that we have kind of molding as a sub-linebacker, I would say. Uh, I want to say he's not going to start for us as a sub-linebacker as of now. Well, you might see him in the preseason. Of course, Ethan King will be our uh, starting sub-linebacker. We'll get on that next. But uh, we have uh, Alonzo Berry, who's been filling in some reps as one of the sub, uh, give our guys some reps. Or if matchup base, if we need to keep King back, we can throw him in there. And it seems to be pretty efficient. But we will continue to uh, continue to watch, continue to see how they grow. It is a competition between him and Carlos Wright. And I guess you say with Jacola too, it's been a little competition between all of us and or between all of them. And we'll see how it goes. I, I like how uh, it's cost them now to to grow and to make plays and to bring out their best. So we'll see how it goes from there. All right. Uh, moving on to our strong safeties. We have uh, the $215 million man, money bags himself, uh, Ethan King. Uh, as you know, uh, we are going to have him in our sub-linebacker position. Uh, I expect him to play there a lot. Uh I don't want to say he'll play there every game, but I do expect him to play there a lot. As a, as I scheme with him, that's the place that I see him whenever we go, whenever they go three wide. If we don't stay base, that's I. Whenever we go nickel, I expect him to. I expect to see him over the middle. Uh, I feel like him and Hayden taking out two-thirds of the field like that, or patrolling two-thirds of the field like that would make uh, not only our pass rush more efficient, but also our coverage on the outside with us using younger guys. So I think that's going to be crucial. And then I also feel like there are a lot of things about uh, Ethan King that many people may not know, especially with the recent influx of uh, new RFL people, uh, new RFL fans and things like that. Maybe some who haven't has been here as long as the Justins and the Mitchies, you know what I'm saying? So, Ethan King, I just can't wait to see him out there on the field. He's the guy that I feel like we had to have, as you know, and I just can't wait to watch him dominate. And then you have uh, Trent Christian behind him, uh, the OG TC, still doing his thing. He also made it onto Noah's list. With Ethan King, TC was number 85. Ethan King was number uh, 27. So, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. I have two top 100 safeties and one who I think should be there. But, hey, next year we're going to try to get the whole team on the top 100. But, we got Trent Christian coming out. 
Uh, behind Ethan King, he'll be playing over top. With uh, with him being older, we don't want to pressure him to play the whole game. Uh, we want to still keep him fresh, keep him at his best, and we want to have a nice rotation of guys behind him who can still continue to fill in for him and for King because uh, we feel like our safety core would be very crucial to our success going into uh, this season. Um. We're going to continue to search for safety depth, uh, defensive back depth. Uh, We have a lot of open competition. We have a lot of open competition, uh, even though we do feel like we have a lot of our guys set in the places that they will be. Uh, We will never turn down talented players. We will never turn down talented players. So definitely look. Definitely be watching the news, uh, watching the RFL news, checking the Discord, checking the Twitter, checking the Instagram for the moves that the Bears will be making in the offseason. Uh, <clears throat> I think that should that should wrap it up for us today as far as uh, defense, our personnel, uh, how we're going to move. We're definitely be going uh, doing deeper dives as we get closer to the season and closer to uh, making our selections for our playbooks and things like that. Uh, for uh, in the next episode, which should be coming uh, rather soon, rather soon, we'll do our offensive breakdown. Uh, the moves that I've made, I guess, a little bit of moves I made uh, in my first season. Uh, the moves that we're we've made going into this season, or, or looking to make going into this season, and uh, a little bit of uh, position breakdown again. Uh, definitely talking about uh, our quarterbacks, our quarterback situation. Definitely talking about uh, the man is still Superman. Can he still himself? Uh, our wide receiver breakdown. Uh, tight ends. Tight ends is definitely a crucial position for us. Uh, we also a hidden gem player that I really, really like. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about him a little bit. Uh, sound of sirens is all I'll say. Sound of sirens. All right. Uh, but this is Coach Roland Woods. Again, uh, coach of the Brooklyn Barons for the Relocation Football League. You can uh, look us up on Twitter at, uh, at Barons RFL. All right. Um, thank you for tuning in. And see you all soon. And don't forget, uh, go Barons. Earn your stripes. Uh, protect the crown, gorilla gang.